Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lankin, and I got a great guest with me today who I'm honored and privileged to get on the show. I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Paris Sedan. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. First of all, let me say thank you for taking the time because I know with your schedule, you're starting the school up. I know you're extremely busy, so I humbly thank you for taking this time to do this. Oh no! Thanks for having me on, man. Anything for a fellow Suitland Ram can't 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 beat that. Yes, sir, man. I look, you looking great, man. I see, I see you on social media looking great, and I know we talked about it. You you changed your diet a lot. What are, what's some of the things you've done? Because it looked like it's keeping you young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I did um, change my diet a little bit. Uh, cut cut back on the meat and a lot of the dairy products. Like I don't drink cow's milk. Um, stay away from that. Try to stay away from us from as much dairy as possible. Try to stay away from uh, a lot of the animal products. So doing more plant based stuff. So trying to keep how my did, skin clean. That's- <laughs> how did How did you get into it? Well, um, so, some years ago, I went and had a physical, and you know, my doctor told me my, my, my sugar levels were high, cholesterol was high, and, um, my triglycerides were high. So I started researching different types of lifestyles that kept people alive longer. Um, and things that keep people healthier longer. And I really just found that plants are really what keep you alive longer. Then I did some research on the Bible, with the Bible too. And, you know, and I found in the Bible that in Genesis, it teaches you that everything that God put here for you to eat is from the seed, man. So um, if it's not from the dirt or from the ground, you, you probably should really think about, is this something that you should be putting in your body? So that's how I found it, man. And it's, it's been working really good for me. It's crazy, man, because you believe that you look actually look younger now than you did in high school. That's crazy. <laughs> I get that a lot, but I get that a lot. But you know, I got a little bit of gray right here. <laughs> there, so, <you> know. <laughs> hey, man, we all got those grays. So, did, yeah, was it, um, how much weight did you end up losing? Because you're a lot, you know, a lot toned, a lot smaller. How much you end up losing? Yeah. Uh, I totally about thirty five pounds. Um, just, just merely from a diet change, man. Wow, that's amazing. So I wanted to switch, yeah. switch gears real quick. Um, first of all, again, congratulations on opening the school, man. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. It's been a blessing. A lot of work, how, but it's a blessing. How did that even come about? Well, so, you know, I've always had uh, visions of starting my own school. Um, I've always thought about doing that. Um, as you know, my all of my educational background, educational training is in education. And then I just realized um, when I was in working in schools and still working in the school, but when I was working in schools as a teacher, I just realized that I wasn't really teaching what I thought a lot of the kids needed in life. I was teaching more of what the system thought they needed in life. So um, the best way to teach what you think is important for children and important for human beings is to essentially start your own school, man, because um, if you're in the public school here, you're going to have to follow the curriculum that, that, that they give you or follow the system that's given to you. Um, so I just really felt that, it was, that there was a need. I created 10 major principles um, that we focus on in our school. And I researched a lot of educational models and programs, and I just put it all together, man. And here we are. So, How long did the whole process take of opening the school? Whew. Uh, it took me about two years to actually put together the principles and the concept and all the handbooks we have, um, but then actually find the space and then the funding and then the resources and the team um, and everybody to put it together. Like I said, it took us about a combination of about two years in total. 
Wow. Was there ever any yeah. fear that it wouldn't that it wouldn't happen? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Fear is a part of it, you know, but I couldn't let fear control it control me. Um fear is still something that we that I deal with today. You know, I'm, I'm, i have a fear of it not working, a fear of it not staying open for a long period of time. Um fear is just something that I deal with. Um there was a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation, a lot of apprehension, a lot of concern, a lot of worry. Um, but when you have a strong faith in God, man, you just put your faith in God and you just um, continue to just march in his steps and march in his order and follow his steps and just keep doing what, you, what you've been blessed to do, man. So there's a lot of fear involved, um, but I, I just couldn't let fear drive, drive what I knew I was called to do. What would you say the major difference between your school and a st- like a state-run school would be? Yeah, so our school, we have, like I said, we have 10 principles that we focus on. Um, and then some of the things we do is like we teach, we teach all kids Spanish um, every day. Um, we teach kids Chinese by a teacher who's actually in China. Um, wow. Then obviously we have English. We have three languages at our school. Um, we also teach kids about something called Ubuntu, which is a concept of I am because you are, which means togetherness. Um, we teach kids about healthy eating, something called Hari Hachi Bu or Hari Hachi Bu Mei. Um, it's one of the concepts where we teach kids about being full, actually knowing when to stop eating. Um, and then we teach kids about clear communication, strong mathematics. Um, then we have some other, pr- one of the principles we have is entrepreneurship, where we teach kids about problem solving and critical thinking. So there are a lot of things that we do that are different from a regular public school. Um, also, we focus on uh, Finland. Finland has a great school system in, in their country where, they, where kids have a, a recess or a free time after they have a lesson every day. And that's something that we do without our school as well. Um, because we've learned that when kids get, have the opportunity to actually be kids rather than just focusing on uh, academics and rigor and rigor and rigor and rigor all the time, um, they actually learn more when they have an opportunity to be kids. So that's something that we focus on. We give them opportunity to be kids, teach them three languages, and really teach them that it's about helping others compared to just being about yourself. So, so what, are, what are the age groups of the kids you deal with? So right now we're ages two to five. Um, so it's a preschool. Um, so essentially we plan on having three preschools here in the metropolitan area, at least uh, the Washington DC metropolitan area, having three schools and then branching off to start an elementary school and then eventually having our own high school. Oh, wow. So you talked about, you talked about diet yourself and then you talked about diet for the kids. How important do you feel like diet is when it comes to like learning with kids? Well, so, so essentially everything you do or everything you do physically, even including learning um, or anything you do with your, your mind is controlled by what you put in your body, right? So like if you put garbage in your body, um, research suggests that it's going to be harder for you to learn, harder for you to stay focused, harder for you to stay awake. Um, but if you put good things in your body, typically you'll, research suggests that you'll be more apt to learn things, you'll be more alert, you'll be more aware, you'll be more awake, you'll be more focused. Um, so we try to teach kids and we teach their parents, really, because as you know, kids don't really control what they eat. It's really what the parents give them. Uh, so we teach our parents essentially that we want to control some of the dairy products and the animal products and the junk foods that we put into our bodies. Um, because it's been proven that uh, this younger, this, the, junk, the generation just right under our generation is probably one of the first generations that won't outlive its parents. So wow. that's, that's pretty, pretty catastrophic if you think about it. Um, yeah. So we, we really try to try to change that mindset of the parents. Um, it's a hard thing to teach because a lot of parents like to give their kids a lot of foods that we grew up on, like, you know, the, the fast foods and the junk foods. Not saying they can't have those things. It's just that they shouldn't be 
those things shouldn't be the core of a diet. Well, how would you, so how would you um, say um, economics play into it? Because a lot of those foods that are not good for you, they're, they're actually cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, so we found, we've also found that that's a big myth, right? So if you go to a grocery store and you actually buy plant-based products, they're actually not as expensive as one would think. Um, now, if you buy a lot of the specialty products, specialty products can cost more. But if you buy like raw plant-based foods and you buy the correct portions, um, they're not as expensive as one would think. Also, but if you look at the concept of harihachi bume or harihachi bu, which is one of the concepts at our school, um, it teaches you that you shouldn't eat as much. So you should only eat till you're about 80% full compared to filling your whole body up to capacity every time you have a meal. So it's a big difference if you don't buy as much um, then you probably won't eat as much. <laughs> That's a good um, point. But a lot of people think that you have to fill up every time you eat, and you actually don't have to fill up every time you eat. Well, what about what about the um, parents who who um, who children attend these schools? Because lifestyle, because you you know the lifestyle we live now, everything is fast, and people mm-hmm. really don't have. I'm not gonna say they don't have time to cook, but they don't make time to cook. So right. how did that? How does that factor in? You were saying. Right. So one of the things is we try to prepare, we try to teach people is meal prepping, right? Like, or make a menu. Um, and then there's also, remember I talked about the concept Ubuntu, I am because we are. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those concepts is sitting down and having meals together or preparing meals together. Um, and more so focus on spending quality time with your loved ones, because those that have strong family ties tend to live over a hundred um, compared to those that don't, or those who have, um, healthy eating habits tend to live to be a centenarian, which is a p- person who lives over 100, um, more so than those that don't. Um, so we teach people that it's not about necessarily eating quickly. It's about finding quality time to spend with your loved ones, right? So if you have quality time to spend with your family or like I have a wife and two children and, I, and we try to make it a point to at least sit down and have a meal at least once a week. Um, so we wow. try to teach that. to considering just eating really fastly. Um, but on the, flip side, on the flip side of that, I understand that people do need to work and they need to live and they want to eat fast because that's the type of society we live in today. Um, but they do have a number of products in which you can grab really, really quickly. For example, you can have an apple really quickly. But how many people you know are going to grab an apple compared to a bag of chips? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> how, how, so do, you we said you set a goal. You set a goal to have um, a meal with your family, you said once a week. Right. You said once a week, you set a goal to have a meal with your family? Right, right. We try to do once a week. Um, it, do it probably more often than that. Uh, but at least Sundays, we at least try to sit down. Uh, plug ourselves away from the electronics and things like that to try to spend some quality time together. At least, at least once a week we try to do it. Is there a time you prefer? You say dinner? You prefer dinner, lunch? Yeah, well, I mean, we don't, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, preferably just happens to be dinner for the most part. Um, but it could be breakfast, man. It could be any time. Just spending time with your, with your loved ones because it's really important for, for me, um, at, least, at least in my mind, for me to try to reach to be a sense that's to live to 100. Um, and, I've, and, and all of the research that shows in the blue have strong. That's like the, 
kids are really close with the grandparents and the grandparents are close with the kids, then it's just a strong family bond. So um, if you have a really strong family bond, it really, really, really is a good indicator of, of you living to be a centenarian. Oh, wow. My apologies. We froze up for a second. But um, um, quickly, so when you were coming up, did you did you actually have time to sit down with your family when you were growing up? No, <laughs> no, not as much. Um, uh, my mom was a great mom, but she she had a rule in her house that if you didn't eat dinner by six o'clock, she was putting dinner away. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the time she got off work, and that's that's how she 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 raised us. Um, but she no, my mom did a great job. Um, my dad was in and out, and he passed away, but uh, we did not have that philosophy of trying to sit down together uh, at least once a week to have a dinner. Um, but we, we, you know, but my mom did a great job of making sure that we had what we needed. So, yeah, it's funny because we, I didn't, when we were coming up, my mom, my mother cooked, but um, I, it's kind of weird. I guess we did have dinner together <laughs> sometimes. It was, it was, it was kind of weird. My mother would cook, and yeah. then we would all sit down and eat. So, yeah. yeah. I, I guess it did kind of happen that way. Right, right. And another thing is that even if we had time to sit down as, as a kid, man, I was always running to McDonald's across the street on Silver Hill Road or going to Wendy's and going to Forestville Mall and just getting all the junk cookies that I could find, <laughs> all the junk stuff that I could get. Man. So that's that's something that we just did on a regular basis. But those things actually do catch up to you, man. So we're just trying to trying to teach, teach a lot of our children that it's okay to have those things, but just not every day. Yeah, I think I need to, and it's it's good that you mentioned the family thing because that's something I need to work on in my house. Just uh, making yeah. more time to sit down because we we, and, you know, both of us working, working parents, and mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll come home, my wife, mm-hmm. she's doing something, but she still may be doing something with work, and me and me may be eating, mm-hmm. and then we, we, but we, you know, we we try to do our family time when we can, especially weekends. Weekends is like the best right. time to right. do the family thing. Right. Even my daughter, my daughter say, hey, you know, let's have family movie night. You know, we're like, uh, we don't really want to do that. But then we're like, you know what? She's right. We need to have a family movie night. So everybody would just kind of gather around the TV and just watch a movie together. Just as just even if we don't like the movie, it's just a matter of spending time <laughs> together. Because I go yeah, back it's to important. That, yeah, it's important. I go back to that point, man. Like centenarians just have really strong, really strong family ties. And that's just something that I'm really trying to instill in my kids, you know, because my kids have great relationships with their grandparents, which are my, my, my mom and my wife's parents. And I want to continue that as they get older. That's truly a blessing. I, that's something you're right. I, that's something we really need to work on. Just uh, family time. I, I'll say that I can use an improvement. Like just when you started talking about brothers and sisters, like yeah. I, I don't see mine as much as I should. That's just something we all need to work on. Right, right, right. Well, what's your overall vision for the school? Because I know, you know, an intelligent brother like yourself, I know you <laughs> sat down and thought of the vision before you even got anything going. Right, 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 right. So like I was saying, our overall vision is to create quality care for children ages two to five um, who really believe in our principles, who really we can get get our principles instilled in them. Um, and then our overall mission or vision overall together is to ensure that we're able to expand over the next five years to get three centers up um, in place in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area.
graduate kids with a sense of purpose, kids who know algebra, and kids who know three languages. At the, at the Is there, I'm sorry. Go ahead and continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're trying to graduate those kids at the preschool level. So kids who it, know those things. So kids who know algebra, three languages, and a sense of purpose at the preschool level, and then transition them into one of our uh, future elementary schools and then get them into a high school. Is there um, certain, you said you want to open three centers. Your, you, your current one is in La Plata. Do you have like locations in, in mind that you look aim for? No, not yet. We're just going, we haven't, uh, we haven't done our survey studies yet. Um, just La Plata is our first one um, in Charles County, Maryland, um, just outside of Waldorf, Maryland. Um, I would like to be in Prince George's County, Maryland. So hopefully the, the county will help me out and allow us to get our second center in Prince George's County. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but we're really focusing on this. Worried about we'll worry about branching off after that. How did the play to come about? That, that's just an interesting city. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people ask that. Um, it was just about the 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 space, um, finding the correct space. You know, just enough space. Um, and it was about you know the deal the deal that we was a, we were able to get with the landlord and the city of the Plata has been so welcoming to us, um, from the mayor to the uh, the player I guess it's like the city council of the player the Plata um, and Charles County has just been so welcoming to us that uh, it was just a no brainer when we, when it came down to actually doing the lease and getting the paperwork done it's just everything's been kind of seamless with Charles County. Wow. At least with La Plata, the city of La Plata has been very, very, very supportive of, of what we've been doing. Well, again, man, I want to thank you again. Congratulate you. Um, is there a way that we can, the listeners can follow you? What you're trying to do? Sure, 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 sure. They can go to uh, adoneducation.com. Um, that's our website, and then they can follow. Wait a minute, we're going we gonna to do it again because it froze. My apologies. Okay. That's okay. Which one? Do, can you say the locations again? To, so sure, to so follow you? To follow you, sure. I'm sorry. Sure. Our website is adoneducation.com. That's A. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, think I, said, I think we froze again. We did, and we're going to get through this. We got the Adon, AdonEducations.com, correct? Okay. Okay. And I know you got a, yeah. you got a Facebook and an IG. Yeah. They can so follow can us on it. Facebook at, yeah, they can follow us on Facebook at Adon Education Model LLC or on Instagram at Adon Preschool Center. So that's okay. A-D-O-N Preschool Center or A-D-O-N Education Model LLC. Um, cool. And that's that's where they can find us. Okay. And again, man, thank you so much for doing this. And, and you know, we don't really get a chance to talk often, but man, I just want to tell you why I got you on the line. I'm proud of you, man. I look to see the, all the great things you're doing for those kids, and I'm not surprised because you know we had a history with black suits <laughs> and all that stuff. So I'm not surprised at the success you're having. I'm right. just happy and proud oh, well. to see it playing out. No, but I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to know somebody like you, man. I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> we all we all striving to do great things, and like I said, you, them, them kids, they blessed to have somebody like you as a leader. And 
I'm truly, truly happy and proud to see the great things you're doing. So I'm sure you got a lot of great things ahead. So the, the students will be in great shape. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate and that. Thank, and for those who want to follow me, my Instagram is Conversations with Lamp. And my Facebook also is Conversations with Lamp. And I want to thank you all again for listening. And you all have a great day.